0: It's like licking a grass blade. Yeah. No, thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello. This is Dana.
1: And Sarah.
0: And here we are at the Cant DC.
1: Your happy hour podcast destination. Yet again. Or morning commute podcast happy hour destination.
0: I hope you're not happy houring on your morning commute.
1: I mean... Maybe you're thinking about happy hour. Maybe Maybe. you're just skipping over the work and going straight to a happy hour mindset. And you know what? If you've got an Irish coffee... No judgment? A little judgment, but not too much.
0: Anyways, really excited to be here today. Um, I've got kind of a fun pod for us. It's about nostalgia. Ooh. And um, I'll tell you what this was motivated by, and then I'll jump into the first wine, because I don't want it to get hot. Okay. Um, But the other day, I... Got on Netflix as I tend to do. Yeah. Um. If you couldn't tell, because we had a whole episode about my condo Friday night. Yeah. Um. This was not a Friday night, but it was a Thursday night, and I was <laughs> like, "What should I watch?" And they have, um, you know, CNN does those decades. Show. Yeah, yeah. 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 So CNN is doing the 2000s right now. As are the... we
1: really that far out of the? Two... I guess it's 2019. We're
0: closer to. I wrote this down. Um, we're closer to 2040 than we are 1990 at this point. What? Yeah, and let me tell you. So I turn on the. Sh- I was what? like, I'm gonna watch this, and this the like um, freeze screen of the 2000s thing was like Eminem rapping, and I was like, all right, this is gonna be like. I was like going what? through stuff in my head, and I was like, all right, pop culture wise, I probably remember almost everything. Yeah, I only watched one episode because it it was so dark for me. Why
1: <laughs> dark? I would have just thought it was like sad. That's but what dark? I mean by dark. Um, okay, so.
0: It basically did an overview. The one I watched was kind of an overview of television. Okay. And how television and pop culture shifted in the 2000s. Okay. And um, so this was like 2000 to 2010, right? Okay. And there were a lot of shows that they were was like peak DVR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but there were a lot of shows they were profiling that, in my mind, ended in 2000 or like in the 90s and No. So, Friends, they were talking about Seinfeld. They were still on? They're Yeah, the finales were in, like, 02. And that's one of those things, though, that in my mind, <clears throat> 2004, 2003, were, like, a year ago. Like, I didn't know they're not. Like, obviously, no, intellectually. but, it doesn't, but
1: That yeah. was, like, the beginning of high school. Yeah. That's crazy. So, okay. they were talking
0: about that. They were talking about The Sopranos and how The Sopranos, like, changed TV forever. Because it was uh-huh. the first time that you had, like, a drama that went on for multiple episodes. And, like, you had to, like, watch all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, where it's not
1: just, like, situational. Oh, well, no. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. And it was, like, the first example of, like, the anti-hero being a really strong main character. So then they got into talking about Breaking Bad yeah. and all of those shows. And I was like, wow, okay, this is getting, like, I didn't know this, I mean, I knew that The Sopranos was seminal, but in my mind, again, the Sopranos were, like, not that long ago.
1: Right, yeah. Which I've still
0: never seen it, so Me there's neither. that. But cool, okay. And then they started talking about the rise of reality TV. Which, if anyone knows me, uh, knows that it's my favorite thing. I love reality TV. She you just and I a are in
1: slight disagreement. Oh my god, I love on it. reality TV. <laughs> but it was funny
0: because, like, they were talking about the first one, which was, um, was
1: Survivor. It brother? Oh, it was Survivor. Survivor,
0: and it was like, like the TV was all grainy and shit. It was uh-huh. like oh five, like it was maybe oh four. Like I think it was freshman year yeah. in high school, maybe. And I was like, and then they started talking about how it had spearheaded all these things, and they show like the first episode. The first part of the first episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, oh, Lord. which was quite a while ago, and like they all—it was all pre-plastic surgery for all of them. Do they look different? Completely different. Wow. Kim Kardashian looks entirely different, and it was just this crazy thing because like all of these pieces that have become so integral to our pop culture, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. The Kardashians, the Real Housewives—they started talking uh-huh. about which obviously are—it's my favorite thing in the world. Um. They talked about the hills and Laguna Beach.
1: Oh fuck, I forgot about them. That was that was my entree into reality TV. No, there were like people that I went to high school with who'd be like, Do you guys want to come over and watch like whatever? And I, I was not watching them, but like yeah. it was like a thing. Everyone like got together yeah. to watch it at the time it aired yes. on television. Yes. And then they started talking. The last thing they talked about on that,
0: I I think this was just like the intro episode, was they started talking about the rise of the internet. <laughs> And I was like, that was in 2000. But yeah, like that,
1: you know, that was like the, the Internet as the Internet is now. Yes, for Sure. That's for sure, what they're talking sure.
0: about. Right. They're talking about, you know, oh, suddenly you can Google things like the idea of a pre pre Google Internet was something that was no, just-
1: remember, like it used to be like, oh, do I look on AOL because I'm in AOL because I think that the Internet is only accessed through the program. Right. AOL. right. Or like Alta Vista. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. my mother loved, loved Ask, Jeeves. Ask
0: Jeeves. I want to just have a conversation about it because it started like this weird nostalgia thing with me. Uh-huh. Um, where I was thinking about like all of these things have happened, and arguably, and I'm sure other generations would disagree with this, but the years 2000 to 2016 uh-huh. were some of the most volatile and socially changing years that we've had in a really really long time. The 60s being the last big example, I think, yeah. Of there being a giant social change. And ours uniquely is driven by technology in a way that has never happened before.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah, so absolutely. Before we jump into that though, uh-huh. I want to drink before I start being hey. sad. So I got a Vino Verde, which I know you like. I do. Um, I love a
1: Vino. Yeah, Verde. it's
0: it's a Castle Garcia from Portugal, which is where they, they are originally from. Um it is called Yeah, Castle Garcia Vino Verde. Um, sweet. It was launched in
1: 1939. Dang.
0: Um and apparently the Japanese Postal Service has created a special edition of a stamp with the Castle Garcia label.
1: That's cute.
0: So isn't that cute?
1: I'm very excited to try it. Cheers. It has like a super like refreshing smell. Mm-hmm. It's like citrusy and minerally. I smell like grapefruit, maybe? yeah yeah maybe slight lemongrass i'm not sure mm, i like that look at us in our refined palates as i get wine <laughs> on my nose okay <laughs> trying too hard sarah it's very mineral there's like a grassy aftertaste that i'm not particularly I'm not a fan it. of i'm not feeling the grassy no yeah i think like the initial notes are that like bright citrusy mm-hmm. like crispness and then it turns into this like earthy aftertaste that i think is kind of weird to go back to the nostalgia thing it reminds me of like sitting outside while my dad was mowing the lawn
0: as a kid <sighs> and that's not what you want in your wine no no i don't like it i don't like it either. <laughs> i don't i just don't like it that's i sad it, I'm, I'm sure sad. someone somewhere would like it i don't find it to be young and refreshing cool so
1: i'm gonna finish it though because i'm not a he- a we don't waste i'm not oh. a heathen No, I'm not. Okay. And I have to say, the wines that we don't like on the pod, I think there's only been one time that we didn't, uh, that we, like, poured it out. Yeah. We tend to, like, keep them and, like, cook with them and stuff if we don't like them. That's good. Yeah. 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 I take the ones I like home with me, but otherwise I leave them
0: for Sarah and her cute little family. Yeah. All right. So I, like, brainstormed on the, um, Uh the train ride over here, and as we've mentioned, we are pure millennials, like we are peak millennial, like we really came to our own throughout the beginning of the new millennium in a way that, you know, I think really defines our generation. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I jotted down some things that were major like life events in the 2000s. Okay. And I thought it'd be interesting for us to go back in time and think about where we were and what we were feeling the first time we interacted with these things or when we first heard about them that sounds wonderful because i'm really into nostalgia i love so i have to say me and my friend at work were listening to a playlist a day starting with like 2002 hits
1: oh my god every day
0: going up and like yeah there were some bangers you listen on there to,
1: uh, what was that the cheryl crow every day is a winding road
0: uh no, I skipped that one. because um, I prefer something a little bouncier at work.
1: I listened <laughs> to
0: a, I listened to a lot of Akon once we got to like my oh. high school years.
1: <laughs> Loved
0: Akon. <laughs> SmackDat came on and, and oh. I was jamming. I was jamming. Let me tell you, anyone who listens to the pod who so knew me in many high memories school
1: is quickly flooding back. I exactly
0: that's why I wanted to do this. In high school I drove a Ford Focus, an O2 Ford Focus. Oh, aren't you cool? I was very cool. Um and This would have been in 2005 when I got it. I found all of my CDs recently. There's one that's just the Ying Yang twins.
1: I have a whole pile of CDs in our basement that I refuse to get rid of for reasons I don't even know why.
0: When I sold my car, I left the uh... CDs in there just hoping someone else would like (laughs) Get joy. And there are lots of CDs that like friends would make for me that'd be like... Divya CD for Dana 2007. Like, oh, yeah. Remember when you like
1: have to decide if you're gonna do like a big bold sharpie or you're gonna write yeah. out all the names or you're gonna print the the, oh. the liner and then if fold you print it the liner, with...
0: that's like that means you're really like close to a person or you want to fuck them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had really. a friend, um, a little too type A to let that shit go. <laughs> I had a friend
0: who, um. This guy burned her a CD, and apparently they had been talking, and she was trying to figure out who he had a crush on. Uh-huh. Of course. And he made her a burn, like a burned CD, which, God, kids these days will never experience the joy oh. of getting a burned CD. It felt so nice because it was like very personal. Yeah. But he got her one and printed out one of the covers, and the first letter of each song name spelled out, It's You. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't.
0: And she got it, and she's like, Oh! she was like, "Data, we have to go now. (laughs) So I have bad handwriting. Uh, It's not just bad, it's shockingly bad for, like, how organized I am. Uh Like, everyone at work always laughs at me because I have a planner that's, like, very detailed. But when Uh I open it, people are like, I don't understand what's even in here. Like, you're so organized, (laughs) but nothing makes sense. You're
1: like, joke's on you. This handwriting is just a way to make sure you don't know what I'm up to. Exactly. (laughs) I'm very sneaky. But,
0: like, so when I found my, like... I had one of those, like, sleeves full of CDs Uh. at my parents' house. It was, like, a binder of CDs, basically. Um, And I grabbed it and brought it back to D.C. when I used to drive to work. Because I was like, this will be fun. And most of the CDs I had just written in my, like, untidy scrawl on. And it would say, like, spring mix one without any indication of what songs were (laughs) on it. And I was like... We're going to do it. So me and my roommates were driving around once and, oh, no, we were driving down for my birthday a couple years ago to Shenandoah and we just kept putting CDs in and they were like, why is there so much Ying Yang Twins and (laughs) Acon? I was like, I don't know. But it would switch. Like, the Ying Yang Twins would be going and then suddenly, like, Switchfoot would come
1: on. I forgot about, I used oh. to listen to so much Switchfoot. Oh my God.
0: My boyfriend of three weeks in high school my and I, everyone. yeah, he broke up with me for one of my friends, the one who got the CD from that other guy. Oh, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. Same chick. Um, different guy though. Um, but he, he and I used to sit in his Scion by the park and listen to Switchfoot and be angsty.
1: High school is a weird time. And then
0: I, oh no, no, I'm, yeah, Switchfoot and Lifehouse. And sometimes Coldplay.
1: Oh. Back just bear- like, what was the Scientist one?
0: Listen, the Scientist is on almost all of my burn CDs. No, I, they were good. Anyways, well, we can keep being nostalgic in a little bit. What I, but I wanted to do, I listed a few different, like, major 2000s life events or uh-huh. just general changes. Um, so we're going to start with a sad one no. and then go to happy ones. Okay. Um. So 9-11, yeah, you knew yeah. that was going to happen. Yeah. But I really think, um, for our generation specifically, like, 9-11 was, was such a stark change in our country that we yeah. were the first generation to grow up into, you know, from yeah, this sense of safety to this sense of like chaos. And I think it was the first time, for me at least, that I understood that chaos existed
1: Yeah, in this world. 100%.
0: Um, and I think it's the first memory I have of something happening in the world that's, like, burned into my brain, like, where I was. Yeah. Are you the same? Absolutely. So, where were you, uh, if you don't I mean, mind at
1: school, me? I was at middle. I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and I remember that, like, you could tell something was happening because I didn't see the first one happen. Yeah. But I, like, left my classroom to go to the bathroom, and I remember walking past the library, and they had the TV on because the first tower had already been hit. And so I, like, walked past while the second... Like, and, like, I assume it was when it was happening. It could have been, like, after yeah. they were replaying it. I don't know. Um, but how you they hold the memories home? So yeah, and, like, I just remember, like, they sent us home. And, like, I was just sitting on the couch watching TV. Like, just watching the news. Because I, like, didn't know what to do. No, and there was I nothing else on that on. day. And yeah. there was someone in my one of my classes whose dad... Had been, like, traveling or something. And, like, I don't know that they were affected by it. Um, It was such a watershed moment in ways that we didn't really realize it was going to be. Like, I think about the fact that, like, before that, like, I flew cross country in fourth. So this happened when we were in seventh, at the Mm -hmm. beginning of seventh grade for us. And in fourth grade, like, I flew out to San Francisco to see my, because my dad was, like, um, working there on, like, an assignment thing. And so, like, my birthday present was to go to San Francisco for the weekend. That's cool. When I turned ten, I love um, that. That was really, really cute. cool. Yeah. Um. He got the airline wrong. So. Oh dear. They and like when you're a minor, like they can't like leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Um. But that was before TSA was really a thing. Yeah. Because you, you could you your could, go could walk to, walk the you to the gate. Yeah. So like he like didn't he didn't just like not meet me at the right spot. He walked all the way to like the United gate or whatever, and I was on like America. I don't remember which one it was. But, yeah. You know, like. And there was no cell phones and stuff. Right. Like, just thinking about the fact that, like, people used to literally walk up to the gate of the plane yeah. and stuff. And, like, just how dramatic the it's idea sudden. of flying or, like, yeah. or being in a, me- a busy metro station or a busy train station or any of these things is, like, that did – it literally did not exist before then. No, that we fear – We weren't concerned about it like that Yeah, at- that fear didn't exist. And I think – yeah, and I think sorry, it, we didn't we didn't get to ask you where you no, were. No, 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 it's fine.
0: I just and yeah, I'll get there. I I guess for me, what's interesting about having these conversations about that particular memory yeah. is like it feels like the moment when my childhood started to disappear and it happened very quickly. Cuz yeah. it was the moment when I started have I think we all started having to grapple with the realities of the world in a way that we were not equipped to do at that age. When it happened for me, my dad was traveling. My mm-hmm. dad was on his way to I don't remember where he was. He ended up being held in Minneapolis, I remember. Uh-huh. Um, so my I was home with my mom, and my mom was getting me ready for school. And um, she always had the news on in the morning while she was getting ready, and I would like come down and bitch at her. Back in the day when
1: you didn't get push notifications on your smartphone, exactly. you had to watch the news Unless to find out what's
0: going on. My mom still doesn't have a smartphone. But no. yeah, or like, get on her computer to read the headlines. Right. Like, she would always have the local news on. And I remember I was taking DayQuil because I was sick and my mom was trying to like feed me the medicine. Yeah. And I saw breaking news pop up and I saw them say a is at the World Trade Center. And I just looked at the TV like, this seems important. And my mom was like, Dana, turn around. We have to take your medicine. And I was, <laughs> remember that. And then I went upstairs to brush my teeth. And my mom was still watching the TV and she saw the second plane hit. Oh, Jesus. And she was trying to like kind of keep it together. And we walked to the train or to the bus stop to take me to school. And my school must have started later than yours. Um Cause they and they still Cause had. Cause it
1: happened at like nine something. It was, it was the first, the second one. Uh, eight something. Hmm. Eight something in the Midwest. So, um, we um, my mom walked
0: me to the train or to the bus stop, and I remember um, she was talking to one of the other dads. She was like, God it must have been like," I, she was like, "I can't figure it out. Maybe it was like." a personal plane that, like, someone couldn't see because yeah. they hadn't, like, not said anything about what had happened, you know? And she's like, and then the second one probably got just, like, the smoke would have made it difficult to, like, blah, blah, blah. And my sweet mother was trying to justify whatever happened. Aww. And I just remember the whole day at school, like, people crying and being taken home because they realized what was going on if yeah. their family was traveling. But now they kept like, us there all day. Now I'm, rethinking
1: my memories. I'm wondering if, like, maybe I saw the news and then went into the school and then it was still, because it's, like, such a... Memories at that time in your life are, like, so nascent and, like, fluid. But...
0: Yeah, and I don't remember a lot, but I do remember it was a Tuesday because it was the night... It was the day that I was supposed to go to Girl Scouts that night. And they canceled it. And I remember being at home, and my mom had talked to my dad, and he was okay, and that was good. But I just remember watching the news, and I just started crying. And I looked at my mom, and I go, I just... Why would someone want to hurt people like this? I don't understand, like... Yeah, As a 12-year-old, I do not understand why someone would ever want to hurt people like this. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, I don't either. And she tried to explain to me, like, the geopolitical stuff, but we didn't even understand it fully at that
1: point. No, we had no idea. I mean, mean, remember, like, weapons of mass destruction? Those things that never existed? Like, we had no idea. We we had no idea. We had no idea. As a culture. And we didn't know that that was
0: going to lead to this Iraqi war that went on for a million years, and then ISIS, and all of this spiral from that pivotal moment. And, like, I... It's sad and it's hard to think about, but I think it's important to remember that, like, that has defined our generation. Yeah, I mean, so fully.
1: Yeah. Compared to keeping up with the Kardashians, it's a lot yeah. more yeah. important. I and also know, think people yeah. need to
0: give millennials a little more credit because we
1: had to deal with that at a young age well, and grow up in a world of fear. I mean, literally, if you think, I think most people. The ages from, like, 6th to, like, ninth grade are kind of when you start to, like, coalesce your identity and, like, understand the world and have that kind of perspective and all that stuff and, like, develop more, like, strong, clear memories that really define who you are. And, like... It's one of my first memories. 7th grade. Like, you and me. Um, It's one of my first clear memories, I would say, of, like, a moment... Yeah. And then there were, like, distinct effects that came out of it mm-hmm. that were still not over. No, we never um, will be, I don't think. No, we won't. Yeah. It's probably, I mean, the the kind of forces that were involved in 9-11 with, like, Terrorism and the advent of like the internet mm-hmm. and like mobile communication devices and the first and moment for social media and like we got a lot of problems to fix. We do. Um. Okay. So anyway, I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna switch to something happier, it's... but first I want more wine. 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 To get the taste of the other one out of our mouth. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, my love. You are welcome, my dear. So I picked um something a little different this time. It's a Rioja. <gasps> We've had done many Riojas. I don't on the think pod. we have. And I always forget that I love them, but I do. Um, this is called La Maldita. Love it. Um, which, uh, ooh, there is a thing on the back. Uh, La Maldita, or the little cursed one, <laughs> references the care and effort associated with growing the delicate garnacha grape in Rioja. But we've never been afraid of a challenge. This little curse has become our good fortune producing high quality wine that celebrates heritage and showcases some of Rioja's best. And oh, I actually' that is so perfect. I actually did read the back of it before I bought it because I felt like that connected so much to some of what we're talking about. Correct. Like the idea of the like the fact that we do have all of these we've had a lot of barriers as a generation yeah. and like the curse of the internet and connectivity and all the things that are great, but aren't always like we've made the best of it.
1: Yeah, I think also that's
0: great. I really like the label. The
1: label is fantastic. It's a lady
0: like screaming into the void, and I just love I feel it. that so
1: deeply in my heart. I do love it. So I'm excited. I love a Rioja. It smells like warm and like spicy.
0: Yeah, with a little bit of blueberry, maybe or blackberry. Mm.
1: Oh, that's good. It's it, spicy.
0: Mm-hmm, it's warm. I love it. It makes me feel like I'm being hugged.
1: Yeah, it's a nice
0: warm wine.
1: It's not like. You know how, like, cinnamon has a heat? Yeah. It's got that heat. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. taste like cinnamon at all, but it's got, like, that, like, spice heat. It does. Heat. Not in like most, a- maybe? Yeah, like in a warm, yeah. comforting spice type of way. Yes.
0: Yeah, like I said, it feels like, feels like I'm being wrapped in a blanket or something.
1: Three and a half corks, for sure.
0: I'm going to give it four. Dang! I know. I'm branching out. No, this is, like... An ideal it's wine so, for me. It's so,
1: it's like, I can't get over how spicy it is.
0: I know, and I like that. I like it. Right on the back of my throat, there's pepper. Yeah. All right, Rio. How you did it again. Damn. Another major change, I think, that was something that really influenced our generation uh-huh. was the election of one Barack Obama. Yeah. The first African-American president. Yeah. And the first president that we were old enough to vote for, if we wanted to. Yeah. It was the first election that I voted. I voted it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I have another vivid memory of that because it felt like we had almost like won something bigger than the presidency in that moment. Uh-huh. Like seeing Oprah crying on TV and like yeah. you know it was less for me even about politics and more about just like change in a in a physical visible way and representation yeah. and something that I think that we all have done a pretty good job of being aware of, I hope. Yeah. Um, and I, it's really funny. So when he got elected, I remember that, um, I was at the local, um, coffee shop doing homework because I was a sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so it was, yeah, with 08, um, as I was doing French homework and Espresso Royale, the coffee shop in uh, Urbana where I was actually, shut down the music and announced over the loudspeaker that Barack Obama had won the presidency. And I hadn't been tracking it because frankly, A, I didn't really know how to. Right, B, yeah. B, I thought it was going to take a lot longer to count than that. Like, it was not that late at night. It was like nine. No. It yeah. was, yeah. And so, I was like, holy shit, like, this is amazing. And I, immediately my phone starts blowing up with texts from yeah. my friends being like, we're all going down to Green Street, which is like the main thoroughfare. Mm-hmm. And there was like, a sporadic like, celebratory party in the streets. And there was a drum circle. Mm-hmm. And there were all these people, and the, um, there was like, news there. And there was a video of me. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I got interviewed by the local news. Oh, no. And it came back up when my local news did a look back over the last 10 years oh, thing a few no. years ago. Mm-hmm. Someone <laughs> found it. I
1: cannot wait to see this.
0: Yeah. So I was literally wearing a sorority sweatshirt. And I go, I'm like, <laughs> Sorry. I'm like really just excited about this because I really feel like we need like change. And like now we like have change and it's like really cool.
1: No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to find this and, and post put it. it on our Instagram or no, our Twitter. I, I or can Facebook find it. I something. There's a
0: freeze up. There's a freeze frame of it on my Facebook with like a link. Wait. I'll pull it up. It's that's
1: incredible. it's dark.
0: It's dark. And you know, now looking back on it, and then when I inter, I interned for him, and like that was a powerful thing. Was just like, of course, that was the most powerful feeling I've ever had. Just like. Seeing him because I admire him as a person and I admire his family and I admire so much yeah. about him, but I've just it just felt like a seminal shift in the way we talked about politics.
1: Absolutely. What about I you? Mean, do you I...
0: remember that yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, I
1: do. I mean, I don't have. I wasn't like didn't as get interviewed? plugged in. I did not get interviewed. <laughs> um, he actually came to my high school That's when cool. he was um. God, that would have been like 2006.
0: When he was running for Senate? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, um, that's cool. It was a big fucking deal. Yeah. He announced in Springfield, which is kind
0: of close to where I was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like he was like, I was like super thrilled. I don't remember exactly that evening because I wasn't as like plugged into politics then. Like I, Mm -hmm. I voted for him. I was super excited. Yeah. I don't feel like our campus erupted in the same way. You weren't in Um, Illinois.
0: I really think that being in Illinois, yeah, being in Ohio, really
1: kind of damped things down a little bit. We all
0: voted for him because it was like our hometown boy, right? Like it was something that, like,
1: yeah, like in high
0: school before people even understood the nuance of the issues, like the idea of a young African American from our home state just like really got people excited, and I think that's probably part of it. Oh,
1: totally. And I think part of my personal issue was like I lived in a. Dorm that was a lot of like upperclassmen mm. and stuff so, like nobody was really around yeah right? like everybody was like off like out like drinking or like they had clubs and shins so, like everybody was like out other places doing things yeah doing shit um but i do remember like it was so it really changed how you thought period about mm-hmm. the united states and and like not too long after that i went off to india to do my study abroad and like people really thought of the U.S. as, like, this really inspiring yeah, thing. You know, like, oh, you guys are so – like, it just so – it just, like, embodied this, like, forward-moving, progressive – Especially like, for a country <sighs> where, I think going back to – it. I think it was yeah. transformative. I like, agree. And, like, the U.S., even though we
0: were a colony, of course, and whatever, yeah. but I think for a long time, and, and still for a lot of countries, the U.S. embodied this sort of big brother, like – hierarchy that was connected to colonialism, you know, and you picture just, like, a very uniform image of what leadership in the U.S. looked like and all of these things, and I'm not saying one way or the other because I legally can't for my job, <laughs> but, like, I think that Barack Obama broke that mold for a lot of people, and he yeah, was, he had yeah. ties to Africa from his, he was not born there, he was not born in Africa, <laughs> No, but, I think but he like... has, he has ties to there, and, like, his family was from there, and there's this, like, amazing, Multinationalism to him that was inspiring,
1: and I think it really showed, you know, like what we could do. Yeah, especially in that era of like early, early internet in terms Mm -hmm. of like social media. He was the first
0: candidate to really do it right with social media. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that one of the other things for me, um, that something that I'm really proud of from growing up when we grew up and going through what we went through Mm -hmm. is, and this is like scientifically proven I think that there's been some studies on this like socially we're the most open generation mm-hmm. ever and we're much more likely I mean a like you said we graduated during a time when like getting a job was virtually impossible yeah and no one gave a shit about who anyone else was having sex with or like yeah all that stuff because we we're like economically we're all screwed I don't care who you're sleeping with I want to just get a job Right, and like, like right we- at
1: the same time that like Higher education took off as this, like, insanely priced thing. We all took on debt.
0: We're like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have a lot of problems. And the 2000s were problematic in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, every issue that gets opened up because of the internet and connectivity and all these things gets more and more complex, I think. And it is also the... The period we know the best so you know i th- i would love to hear if the, any of our older listeners want to weigh in my mother or always, younger yes or younger my mother always has commentary about how we're not the first ones
1: to go through this because
0: but I, I i do think we are no
1: one's f- ever the first we
0: are the first to go through this level of connectivity though. we
1: are definitely the first to grow up with memory of like the internet becoming a thing yeah we're, we, we are unique in that you're right yes. we're unique in that sense there was no internet before we were born Nope. Not commercial internet. Nope. And everybody from the generation after us, it was already there.
0: And they didn't have to deal with dial-up, which let me tell you, every (laughs) night in high school, I had to AIM with my friends because we had a lot to talk about about the day. Mm -hmm. And I would have like four friends that would wait for me online and we would all talk. Remember how you used to wait for people to get online? Yes. And my father would be like checking his email for work and we had dial-up. And I have to go upstairs and like pound on the door and be like, Dad, it's really important that I get online. And he's like, I'm answering a work email. And I'm like, You don't care about me. You know, we go through this
1: whole
0: thing. And then I like, We, we should have a third phone line right. so we can have two people dialing yes. up. Yes. So then I dial up and I'd like <laughs> lay down on my floor in my living room. We'd be watching, I, I just have this vivid image of like watching football or basketball or something. Uh-huh. My parents are on the couch and I'm like, shh, 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 shh typing to all of my friends about, like, how tough my life was because, you know, I was in high school. Yep. And then my dad would kick me off so we could get back online. I'd be like, oh, my family hates me because I have dial-up. And it was, like, such a dramatic yeah. thing.
1: The Generation Below us just does not feel no, that. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. And the I internet didn't... is literally in your pocket. And I've gotten
0: to the point where sometimes I forget what it was like for it to not be in my pocket. And if I'm, like, not connected to the internet for, like, two minutes on my phone, I'm like, what's happened? And then I'm like, you I don't live- need to know. I lived... For, like, four... No, okay. Realistically, I lived for 18 years without the internet being in my pocket. 19 years without the internet. Let's think
1: about this. Facebook?
0: I joined in 2006, and I know this because um, I got, like, a Facebook thing that was like, you've been on Facebook for 13 years. Congratulations. And I was like, no, I haven't.
1: No, because when we were seniors...
0: I I got it junior year. I got it March of junior year. I don't know how, but...
1: I remember, I remember, like when I was a senior, people who were freshmen in college gave me the invite because I remember, like, you had to have, uh, um, yeah, like a university email address. Which is how I don't got know. A, well, they got a certain number of invites that they could give to non, oh. um, like educational email address holders. That must have been how so. I that's got on how because yeah. I like waited until one of my friends had an invite that they sent to me, mm. and then like later on, I had to like link it to my education email address and then I got things that I gave to like people still in high school and like I literally remember being like I'm going to the library I'll be there for like four hours I'll be in this area like when I was in college and people would like literally look at your Facebook wall yeah to see where you were yeah it was weird it was like
0: permanent aim I know and now I go through um, my memories often on Facebook and I delete a lot of the old ones you're like oh god a lot (laughs) of it is like Dana doesn't understand. My life is so hard. 2008. I'm like, life wasn't hard in 2008, Dana. Shut up. You were a freshman in college. I got like a B in econ, and I remember posting, being oh, like, "No, life is over as I know it." That's so awesome. I wanted to ask one more question. Sure. Before we um we wrap up on this pod, but okay. um if you could go back to let's say, 2005 Sarah. So we're in the middle oh, of high God. school. Okay. And you give her one piece of advice for growing up. What would you tell her?
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> God, that's a really fucking hard question. Um, Do
0: you want me to go first while you're thinking about it? Yeah. Okay. I've thought about this a lot. Okay. Um, I would tell 2005 Dana to just – just care a little bit less yeah i spent a lot of time being concerned about what people thought about me what my social media presence looked like what my grades were like not just like in a normal amount but to an obscene amount where i was convinced that i was going to fail if i got anything less than an a Mm -hmm. and i wish i had enjoyed that time in my life a little bit more
1: you know yeah i i agree i think like part of me would want to give that level of advice where it's like no one gives a shit what shirt you wear They don't. And if they pretend they
0: do, that means they've got a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: But, like, just get over that stuff. Stop wasting energy on it. And I think also, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a part of me that wishes that – there is another part of me that wishes I would have been, like, get your shit together with terms of, like, school and life planning because – I dealt yeah. with a lot of like personal stuff during that time, and I feel like I didn't really recognize um, how much some of that like sets you up for the rest of life because we were children. There's we no were child- way they, we were yeah. children, and there's another part of me that's like, you know, thinking of like how we are communal animals, really, and that whatever you're going through. You're not the only one going through it. You literally need to talk to anyone around you who they're going through. Anything similar and they will point you in the direction. Because, like, once I started talking about, like, the issues I was going through and stuff, like, there was never anybody who was like, well, that sucks. Good luck for you. Or, you know, like, everyone is going through their own level of shit and, like, reaching out for advice and guidance and help Mm -hmm. and feedback and whatever. Like, that was a really pivotal lesson to learn and i wish i'd done it sooner i like that you know i was just like talk to that. people and they will give you advice and help and whatever and maybe you will feel better sooner i agree with that and admit that that maybe this isn't okay yeah i yeah I'm with and, and i think that that applies to anybody at any stage in their life looking back that like or even now it's like you don't have to wait until shit hits rock bottom yeah. to really think about this stuff yeah and i guess the final thing would be that this stuff is not important as important as you think it is <laughs> yeah and like yes totally. and like there is no like actual timeline on which you have to do all this stuff like all of this cr- all of this stuff that we think in this like in our culture is all made up it the is. idea that you need to, like, get through college in four years, the idea that you need to go to college, the idea that, like, yes. you need to make excellent – like, there are all these ideas about what is, like, the right thing to do. And what success
0: means. and what yeah, yeah, and what
1: success means and, like, especially the timing piece of it. I wish that someone had just told me, like, look, if you need to take a break, if you need to do whatever mm-hmm. – just do it because in the grand scheme of things, like plus or minus six months or two years or four years, when you're in the period of your life and your brain's not fully developed, does not matter. No. Like, fully, like, fully. agreed. Fully agreed. And, I think- and you shouldn't feel bad for trying to figure it out. You yeah, shouldn't take a shitty situation and then put shame on it. Everyone and then, like, hope that that makes
0: it better. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, shame never helps. Um, no, everyone figures it out at different times, and yeah. you know, everyone may look like they have their shit together, but everyone's battling with something different. Of it just course. depends. On, like, it it's not all going to be the same. But even the most successful people, you know, have demons, and admitting that we all have a slightly different path, I think, right. is vitally important. And you know, I think that the biggest thing that I would want to tell Baby Dana, I I picture myself sophomore year, so I'm just. Paint a quick picture for yourself. Do it, for yourself, I love it. I was going through puberty in a way that was dark. <laughs> I had,
1: I had back. I don't need to laugh a like... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you like blonde-haired, blue-eyed child? What does that even mean? There, okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know, like my emo phase was in like full, full force. I mean, I was an emo.
0: I was emo freshman year. It
1: was like wrist bracelet thing. Yeah, I had
0: jelly bracelets, and I didn't know why <laughs> they to do the like. The sex Fuzzy bracelet? cuffs? No, I didn't. That was, that was too much. Good. But no, sophomore year, I wasn't doing that. But okay. I had knee really bad. Mm. So gross. I was sweaty all the time. Aww. And I was also just like a little chubby and quiet and awkward. And I hadn't figured out what to do with my hair yet. So it was this big poof. Yeah. Which it, it is a poof right now, but it was a big old poof. And like, I I remember one day I sweated through my long sleeve shirt and it was like hot outside. Aww, and I had to put a sweater girl. over it. Yeah. And I really wish I could go back to her and be like, things are going to be fine. Because, like, in that moment, I was like, everything is terrible and I'm ugly and no one's ever going to like me. I've never got any friends.
1: Here's what I would add to that. For all you younger people who think you have things real hard. um, (laughs) The fact that you can now get onto Instagram or Twitter or Pinterest or wherever the fuck people are going these days and find... And the whole influencer culture is like a thing. It's insane. And but yeah. I, there's a lot of things I don't like about it. But you can find people who are dealing with literally any issue yeah. that you could possibly conceive of in your mind. I can literally just like put in three hashtags and find a myriad of people that I can then select from yeah. in order to feel less alone and see that they have a whole community following them that are dealing with these level of issues like that is, I think, the beauty of social media and this interconnectedness totally. that, like, 2005, Sarah and Dana, like, couldn't access.
0: So the moral I'm... of the story is the 2000s existed. <laughs> we are the people we are because of and in spite of the time that we grew up. And oh, absolutely. And I would love to hear other people's stories and thoughts. And, you know, I, I feel a lot of pride in the generation that we have because I think that we, as millennials have been through some of the biggest social, emotional, and political change Agreed. ever.
1: Agreed. Anyway. And we're better for it. Sure. Yep. And I have Rioja, that's
0: delicious. Yeah. Alright. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Special thanks this episode to the various sources that we pulled together for inspiring and informing our conversation. A recap of this episode's blind review can be found in the show notes and on our website at www.drcantdc.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the good places. This episode was produced by Katherine Kamowski. Thanks for listening. Cheers.